fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile And welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Rotor Street Journal. We're your lead blocker for all your fantasy situations, all your fantasy glory, all your fantasy championships. And it's freaking middle of March and we're blocking like we've never blocked before because there's a a lot of action going on. I mean, this is like we did an emergency pod, I want to say, like a week ago. And it was legit. Like we had real news to discuss. And it seems just dwarfed in comparison to what we're about to dive into today. It's like the news has just, it's just kept coming. We've got unretirements. We've got massive contracts. We've got trades. We've got like legal issues and, uh, you know, spill off of that. There's a lot going on. I'm your host, Nat The Truth Jones. With me as always, the Wolf of Road Street himself. Wolf, how you doing? I mean, you keeping busy here in mid-March? Oh, I love it. I, I mean, every single day there's some new bomb being dropped. That keeps us just churning over here. I had an emergency, like you said, we did an emergency pod middle of last week. I did an emergency Friday pod on Deshaun Watson getting cleared. So if you haven't seen that, I kind of went through his top five landing spots. A bunch of those have gotten crossed off based on free agency and some moves these last couple of days, but still worth checking out as we looked at speculating where he could land. We have some news on that we're going to cover on that front. But then also, you know, tampering day. I know it's not technically the free agency day, but this is truly the first free first day of free agency and we've got some (laughs) big moves already today some huge deals some that make no sense some that make great fitting sense so i can't wait to break it all down it's awesome stuff yeah i mean there's some people that i would just consider kind of -of run-of-the-mill nfl guys that you know their children and their children's children will never have to work again now so oh yeah (laughs) uh, good for them i guess um of course, if you have not already done so, give us a like um, and, you know, tell people we're on. This is not our regularly scheduled time, but, you know, we know we'll get some podcast listens and some uh, watchbacks of the video. And, of course, we'll have our uh, diehard lunatic fans that will at least pop in and make an appearance. If you got any comments, questions you want us to uh, answer, throw them in the comments section and we'll definitely get to them. Uh, I have to jet out around 8.30, but, you know, the Wolf, you know, there's no curfew for this guy. He yeah, I got no until like you 11. <laughs> right, right. All right, let's get into the news. And the biggest news by far, and it's not even close, uh, and it's unclear to me whether we saw this coming or not. I'm not really sure. I, I kind of went back and forth. I'm like, oh, I knew it. And then I'm like, but did I? I don't know. I'm not shocked, but it's huge news. Tom Brady, he's back. Spotlight was off him for a couple of weeks. That wasn't okay with him. Uh, he's coming back. He's going to be with the Bucks next season. Allegedly, I'm not convinced of that, just for whatever it's worth. Um, I mean, I'm convinced that he's coming back. I don't know 100% that he's going to end up with the Bucks. I mean, it didn't seem like Arians was being that cool to him, kind of in the wake of his retirement. And I don't know, maybe maybe Arians gets the hook. What do you think? Yeah, uh, to me, it seems like he already said, I'm going to be returning to the Bucks. I know, you know, Whatever he says does not necessarily mean he's locked in there. But I do know at the combine, Arians was saying, if Tom Brady's playing, he's with us. You know, it would take five first-round picks to come and get him. So I, I do think there's some credence to him being with the Buccaneers unless he he wouldn't have come out of retirement otherwise. So I think they he was trying to leverage the retirement and then maybe I can come unretire and get to a new team. 
They played hardball. Right. They kind of they did play hardball, and uh, it worked. It seems to me like they have decided. You know, we're going with Bruce Arians, and we're going with you, Brady, if you want to. And then he's finally kind of jumped, jumped back on board, and seems to be going. And honestly, for fantasy purposes, this is the perfect spot. This is exactly where you'd want him after he was the QB three last year, led the NFL at age forty four in passing yards, in touchdowns, just insanity. And I don't see any reason why after now he's been second or higher in passing yards, second or higher in passing touchdowns in back-to-back years, why we should expect anything other than top three stats in both categories this year. Should also be a big bump, you know, beyond himself. He's right at QB6 for me, um, and maybe even too low on that front. We'll see uh, as the rankings shake out here. Uh, But right up in that top tier around Herbert, around Deshaun Watson, assuming he plays all the games, Kyler Murray, all kind of bunched in that like elite QB ones behind only that tier of Josh Allen and uh, Pat Mahomes for me. So I, I love this for Brady. I love it for his fantasy value. And I especially love it for Mike Evans and for Chris Godwin. They were the wide receiver and wide receiver tw- uh, 10 and 12 last year in total points. Godwin's the wide receiver six in points per game. Evans, the wide receiver 11. And Godwin missed a significant time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It still was the number 10 receiver in fantasy. I mean, he had games where he had 17 and 19 targets right. uh, across last season. Those Brady, are Darren Waller numbers. Yes. It's yeah, Darren Waller week one and then disappearance numbers. <laughs> uh, but amazing just the way Brady peppers him out of the slot, as he always has with his weapons out of the slot. But Godwin, just the best athlete he's ever played with at the position. So coming off the ACL tear, that's the only question now with Godwin is, how fully healthy is the way the athletes have been recovering these days. I'm not overly worried. It sounds like it was a clean tear Recovery's going well. So both of those guys right back inside my top 20 receivers, Evans in the top 10 Godwin, I do have at wide receiver 18. If I get some encouraging news, like he is running full speed, he's expected back for training camp. There's no reason to rank him outside the top 12 either at that point. And then Rob Gronkowski, you know, the, the waterfall effect to this, the right. dominoes here right. is now Gronk is likely going to come back after he was the tight end three in fantasy points per game. Uh, monster game after game last year looked as healthy as he's looked, should be right back in the top five or six tight ends, assuming he's back, in my opinion. And then the last kind of domino to fall there will be the running back situation. Do they bring back? Leonard Fournette, who's the running back five in fantasy? Yeah, I heard uh, Fournette like deleted some Instagram posts that he had made about like bye to the city yep. of uh, Tampa, and now he's just pretending that never happened. Never happened, right? Exactly. Please bring me back. Get the gang all back together, and they have brought back a good amount, you know, in terms of defense, in terms of offense. They're trying to get everybody back. They've lost a couple linemen, but you imagine Fournette's going to be trying to get back, even if it's just a one-year deal, to continue playing on this squad where he was second in running back targets, fifth in fantasy points, uh, was just a usage monster. So the ideal fantasy situation is him returning and being that workhorse. But if he doesn't, this is by far the number one value hole out there for running backs at this point. Uh, We're going to go over some news. The other top three for me were the Cardinals and Dolphins alongside the the Brady-led Bucks. But at this point, both of those have been filled with two names we'll chat about in just a little bit. So that just opens up one of the biggest questions left to fill is who is that Tampa Bay starting running back? Because I don't see a world, even if it's Keyshawn Vaughn, like that's the worst case. It's their, their kind of incumbent here. The only guy left because Ronald Jones is a free agent. Fournette's yeah. a free agent. Vaughn would be my top 15 running backs if he's it. Not because I really like him. Just the situation is that glorious given the numbers we saw Fournette put up last year. Uh, it's just it's just great for fantasy and it's just great like as a, as a obviously a Brady truther my whole life like I I get the people that are complaining and saying it's diva-ish and all oh, Brady it is diva-ish but but the you can knock off Brady. the complaining I said to you when he quote-unquote retired 
I said, you know, I've been anti-Brady for most of his career, and I'm sad to see him go. Like, yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm glad to see him back. And just, and he's a diva. Yes, he's <laughs> but a diva. all of those things are true. Like, I, and I don't, don't think understand it. the fans that are like shitting on this. Like, oh, Brady's back. I was so no, ready for the world. It's great. Why? It's just, great. Yeah, be happy he's back, and we get to watch greatness for at least one more season. That's how it's I. Great. Look at and it. by the way, it's way better than like when Michael Jordan came back, like for the Wizards. I mean, Brady <laughs> was like one of the best quarterbacks. In the league, and he hasn't had these, like, you know, I've, I've taken two years off here. I'm taking three years off there. Right. No, the guy's been there forever. He's, He's been cool. awesome. And uh, just to put a cap on this and then we can move on, it's hilarious to hear you say, blah, 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 there's no reason to believe he won't be, you know, a top four, top five guy next year. And it's like, you're right. And he's going to be 45. 45. So like, you know, there's, there's a reason you could there think it, but I mean, he was pretty good when he was 44 and 43. Right. So I hear, I hear what you're saying. It's just funny that we're at this point where this 45 year old man uh, is about to play. And we're just like, well, there's no reason to think he can't be one of the, the best. The cliff doesn't exist. How cra- It is so true. Like it's just ridiculous. Other player 45 in the NFL, no matter what position you would be saying the cliff. Even at kicker, perfect, you'd right? just no, be like, Oh man, he's ancient. Yes, uh, right. it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. I will say too, I I was pumped because I, um, my best ball teams they're doing a super flex where it's uh, two QBs on underdog code RSJ. If you haven't been playing, uh, get you a nice hundred dollars uh, uh, up to a hundred bucks deposit match. I've been taking Brady as my like kind of last couple round stab in a bunch of these, uh, and now I have up. like Kyler Murray and then like a fifteenth round Brady with a stacked squad all around him too. So, uh, you know, obviously that's disappeared. I did a draft today, and Brady's going right back in the first round where he belongs. I actually found him in the second, uh, my second draft today, too, though. So some values there. And Evans and, and Godwin, their ADPs are still depressed. So get on in on that underdog action. Code RSJ. Go by is Gronk still going way too late. Uh, so check that out, too. But, man, my teams, I got some real solid squads now. I think I texted you're, you a couple. Yeah, you texted me a couple. But, your, under, your underdog behavior is degenerate behavior. Oh, it's completely. But I won. I, I mean, it was a horrible because I won, like, in the playoffs best ball. I think I won, like, 600, 700 bucks. And now it's just been feeding my oh, yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. Once you're yeah. in the green, you're like, oh, well, I can just draft. Right. I'll, be in, I'll be in the green forever. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, all right. Excited. Excited. I'm excited, too. I'm Very excited, too. And I did say at the beginning of the show, just m- mention really quickly, the the diva. I mean, Brady's a diva. And we talk about Aaron Rodgers being a diva. They're both divas. But I have, even though I've pulled for Brady less in his career, I, he's allowed to be a diva more. Yeah. Like, I, I, I give him a pass more for being a diva because he's so much beyond anybody else, uh, you know, in the game and in, in the history of the game. It's like, OK, be a weirdo. Be like be an attention hog. Do whatever like, you want. <laughs> it's okay. Rogers, it's like it's it just rubs you a little bit more the wrong way. Did you did you see uh Giselle's response to him coming back to no, no it was like here we go again? Uh let's go, Bucks. But you could just like picture somebody commented under it. I'm sure you've seen the picture of like Ben Affleck smoking outside where he's like, oh it was like Giselle, here we go again. And it's like Ben Affleck right. with a cigarette outside, like, oh. That <laughs> so, fits. yeah, that's exactly how I read it. It says, here we go again. It wasn't an excited. The explanation parts aren't. Uh, no, no, no. no. I don't think she's excited. But, <laughs> no, but the guy, he wants to play football. Let him, right. Yeah, let him. Be, he had two two weeks at home watching, you know, Disney and Kanto and all those movies and just was like, nope, right. I'm good. Going back to the locker room. Right. <laughs> Love it. All right. Let's move on. Deshaun Watson, the latest. Uh, so, it came out he's not going to be criminally charged with this stuff. And, you know, whoever had to sign that document saying he wasn't going to be before the ink was dry, 
there were like 10 teams beating down this guy's door. And it's yeah. like on one end from a football, you know, from, from a personal like moral standpoint makes me feel kind of dirty. Of course. Uh, you know, that these teams were just waiting. They, none of these people actually cared about what he allegedly did, you know, it, but you know, and obviously there's probably some truth to it. There's just so much smoke there. There's got to be some fire. But anyway, they don't care about it. He's a great quarterback, and they're willing to pay through the nose for him. And there's a lot of suitors. So aside from the moral part, aside from the human part, I'm just going to look at this from like a football and a fantasy football uh, part. And the Saints and the Panthers are the teams that are really leaving, leading the charge right now to pick this guy up. And it's clear he would really, really help either of them. Oh yeah, he wherever he goes, he's gonna be. Yeah, I, I mean he's really good about this. He's gonna be a top five quarterback, and he's got the ceiling to be top three, depending on where he lands. I listed out my five favorite spots there. The Saints weren't in there, but the more you think about it, you know, between Kamara, between Michael Thomas, like you think about all those seasons they had with Drew Brees just chucking it down. I know Sean Payton. I wish Sean Payton was still there. I know. I would, I would even like it, you know, even more. Maybe this is their way to like lure him back. I, who knows? But in three full seasons in his NFL career, he's, he's played uh, four now. He got hurt as a rookie, and then obviously uh, – Everything going on last year, but three full seasons, he's never finished below QB five. And then the one year that he did wow, get really? hurt, he was the QB one in points per game. Yeah, he's been QB five or better all three of his full seasons. Right. And then again, QB one in the one season he got hurt in points per game. Remember that rookie year? Yeah, he was just like, oh, it, it was. Was that was he the one throwing to uh, Will Fuller? Yes, when, yes. When was, Fuller when, had like when, eight, when touchdowns, he had like eight touchdowns on like eleven catches. Yep. And I, I sneaky think you Fuller, a free agent. I would not be shocked at all to see those guys link up wherever Watson ends up going. If if you Fuller follows, I, him I just think it, Will Fuller and I, it's such a waste of money, man. Like that, how many how many games do you think you're getting out of Will? Didn't Will play any last year? Did he? Okay, like, so I was going to yeah, say like two and a half over. Exactly. Under. Yeah. <laughs> but still, if he does play, so damn explosive. Regardless, you know, we did see 4,801 yards leading the NFL the last time we got Deshaun Watson. So wherever he goes, he's going to be – I have him ranked at QB5 right now, and I don't really see any spot putting him below there. It's just a matter of does he go up to QB3 ahead of even Herbert at this point. Well, um, I was going to ask you that. Where Where is – where you said Brady's bumped his way in at six, where because I mean we we had last podcast we had this discussion and you had Herbert at three and I kind of raised my eyebrow, but then when you went down the rankings, like I think I probably had him at four. So right. uh, um, so where where's Watson? He's at like I said five right now, and then could go up to three. I don't see him passing Mahomes or, or Allen in my rankings, but could go up mm-hmm. to three. Uh, depending on where he lands, and of course, once we know more, because he could still face a suspension. I know he's been cleared, but the NFL I, didn't has. Didn't they say four games? Maybe uh, there's speculation of that. Yeah, so obviously that would hurt his shine a little bit. You miss a little quarter of the season, but you should be able to. There's no, there's no team, and I mean, I know we're a fantasy show, but there's no team that is gonna that's interested in him that's gonna blanket four games. They're, no, they're, oh God, no, I mean, no, no. And even fantasy wise, you really shouldn't. You should be able to weather that storm. Um, Maybe that's the difference between him versus Brady. I bump Brady ahead of him if it's a four-game suspension time. Yeah, but do you, I mean I, I'm not sure Brady's going to start the season. Why wouldn't he? I, I kind of I, I kind of read that into his comeback thing. Like he's like I'm not coming back now. It's like I I, I took that as like he'll be back at some point. Like no. maybe he's not, maybe not. Yeah, week he's one. back. He's back. Okay. Uh, but ultimately too, it is obviously the, the biggest domino left to fall because you think like, as I said, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, like, Kamara might leap up to my running back too. In that case, Christian McCaffrey, I know as much as you hate him with the injuries and what happened, but you put Deshaun Watson back there, 
He scored 20 touchdowns, 19, okay, one below 20, with Kyle Allen as the majority starter that year. He could put 25 in if he stayed healthy with Deshaun Watson, a big if with health, but you put Deshaun Watson there, and I, I might have a hard time passing on even over Jonathan Taylor at that point for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, either way, either of those running backs would become top three uh, locks for me, and then either receiver, whether it's DJ Moore, whether it's Michael Thomas. I mean, Moore was actually sixth in wide receiver targets last year. I couldn't believe that when I thought it was just such crap throwing to him that he didn't really do anything with it. But if he finally gets that quarterback that's been eluding him, I think that's what would, I, you know how much I hate him on the weekly rankings and I'm generally been right for it. But if he gets that quarterback, it's never been a question of talent, whether it's him, whether it's Michael Thomas, if that's really who he's, he's limited down to, both of them would be immediate top 12 receiver potential uh, with Sean Watson throwing him the rock. All right, let's talk about a pair of Cowboys receivers who uh, have, you know, maybe their fortunes are heading in opposite directions. Amari Cooper going to the Browns, so that's the end of his career. And Michael Gallup (laughs) is staying with the Cowboys and in Cooper's absence and staying with an already prolific offense. uh, That's certainly going to help his stock quite a bit. You disagree with either of those? No, not at all. Honestly, I, I would not be shocked in the least if Michael Gallup outscores Amari Cooper this year. Uh, as the number two for the Cowboys uh, he, he, compared to being the number one on the Browns. He will outscore Amari Cooper wow. this year. I like it. You're not even <laughs> like going out on a let. You're just saying, bam, he will. And I, I, no, I, I assume I, yeah, I, I assume that he will. I'm, I'm approaching it from the standpoint of, yeah, I'll be a little surprised if Cooper outscores him. Gallup in these early drafts, I keep referencing, he is going probably four rounds after Cooper right now. And That's it's nuts. it's mind blowing. I have I have Gallup in almost every single draft I've done over the last three weeks. A kind of assuming this move would play out, and it played out to perfection. I was hoping Cooper would at least land somewhere viable, but you couldn't really pick him on a worse spot than the Browns. I, I mean, yes, there's going to be plenty of volume certainly after they released uh, Jarvis Landry in terms of him being the number one on question. But is that volume really going to be all that plentiful, <laughs> given that they've ranked 30th, 28th, and 28th? in passing attempts with Kevin Stefanski, 23rd, 24th, and 27th in passing yards. And Baker Mayfield, uh, if you haven't seen it, just sucks. He's not good. Uh, there is rumblings. It's going to be like a Kenny Galladay, like a uh, Lions season. Exactly. Like right. That. Exactly. A, a Galladay to the Giant. Exactly. That's a great really comparison. Good. Good. Okay. But, but I think Cooper is like a better player than Galladay. I think Galladay is like the fake. I agree. Um, but even then. Like Odell Beckham, I thought, was one of the better receivers in the league, and he went there to die with Baker Mayfield. I I just don't think this is the offense that supports – I mean, their number one receiver the last couple of years, 2020, Landry went 72 catches, 840, and three. I know they're very different receivers, but, you know, 101 targets, meh, very, very meh. And then last year, do you know who their leading receiver was last year? I I would never Um... have guessed (laughs) Donovan Peoples-Jones? It was. Good guess. Wow. (laughs) Nicely done. Landry did get hurt. He only played 12 games. Uh, But Peoples-Jones led the team with 597 and three. It's just like their offense is the run. It's Nick Chubb. It's Kareem Hunt. Even when Chubb was out, it was Dearness Johnson's show. And that's what Stefanski does. So, yeah, real-life-wise, Cooper will stretch the field, have a nice impact. I still think he's one of the better route runners in the league. I can't believe it only took a fifth-round pick to get him. I guess it must have been because they knew he was getting released and – what take whatever we can get type of situation, but man, like I, I think that that's, is <laughs> unbelievably cheap. Un- unbelievably cheap. I can't believe that the Browns were the only team to really go after, or that that's the only thing they could get. Like that, that blows my mind that Cooper went as cheap as he did. But for him, a huge downgrade. One of the biggest downgrades uh, of the offseason so far, in my opinion. And as you mentioned, on the flip side, Gallup. You know, talk about a complete opposite factory. 
First in total yards and total points last year uh, were the Cowboys. Sixth in attempts, second in passing yards, third in passing TDs. You now got 105 vacated targets from Amari Cooper, uh, which isn't enormous. I think it was about 19th in the league last year, but he did miss two games. It was about seven targets a game. You give the Gallup, who probably will slide right into that role, especially giving him you know 62 million the way they paid him five years, 62 mil. They're clearly expecting him to kind of step right into that number two receiver role behind CeeDee Lamb. I don't see why he doesn't get those seven targets a game. And he makes plays every time he's targeted, whether it's draped over the sideline, like in the red zone, pinpoint, dragging the toes. Like, I love watching Gallup play. I am so excited for him to get this opportunity. And yeah, maybe he could have left and become a number one somewhere, but I think this is perfect. Lamb takes the number one situation. This is is his ideal fantasy situation. And if he continues to go where he's going in these early best ball drafts right now, he's going to go down as the steal of 2022. I agree. And and like I said, I'd be real surprised if he doesn't outscore Cooper. Like I said, I, I didn't even really consider it like, a, oh, let's I could it. I, I really think he will. And like, you, yeah, you make it sound like that. that's a bold prediction. And I, I'm with you. Like, I, I really think Gallup it doesn't feel Cooper. bold to me. I'm glad that it is because like maybe I'll seem really smart in a couple. But I, it, it seems just like, yeah, it's it's, it'll pro- it's it's almost as bold as that year. You said Tyree kill over uh, Odell Beckham. And you were very, very right. I've been I've been eating off that prediction for like four years. Um, Zach Ertz resigns with uh, Arizona. I also like how when this is written in the, you know, just in text, it also looks like Zach Ertz resigns with Arizona. Um, But no, he resigns. It's the opposite of that. Um, And you like him as a top six tight end upside as a result. I really think he has that. And I know like you had him a couple years ago and it looked like he was dead. I mean, he was running in Eagles. Yeah. 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 Remember that? I I don't know what's kind of happened since he escaped there. But when he got traded over to the Cardinals, he ranked uh, – these are some crazy stats. Ran a route on 80% of the dropbacks. He ran the third most routes among tight ends, second most targets among tight ends following the trade, second most slot routes, was essentially just a, a big wide receiver and finishes the tight end five from week nine on when he started with Arizona. Now you got a team that just – we're talking about Christian Kirk in a second. He's gone. They have by far the most available offense – uh, in terms of volume, 395 vacated targets, 70% wow. of their target share, including 51 red zone targets, uh, 63% of their red zone targets. Just insane the amount of available volume here for Zach Ertz. They had just a great rapport, him and Kyler Murray. So between the role we already saw him in, and now you remove even more weapons around him, and he's going as like the tight end 14 in these early best ball drafts. A lot of why we're doing this show is get in on that action. Again, code RSJ on underdog because there are some steals. I am loading up on Ertz everywhere I can. I, I don't think there's a tight end that you can pigeonhole for more volume at this point than what this is going to see other than maybe like Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. I could see Ertz finishing fourth among tight ends. Again, he was the third in targets when he came over to the uh, – to the Carls are second in targets. He's going to get peppered. He's not that great of an athlete at this point, but you don't need that. He just he's going to get open. He's going to do some damage after the catch, and especially in the red zone. Really like this fit. Pumped he landed back there. All right, this next one cracks me up. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know you had such a weird banner there, but uh, <laughs> right, so it must crack you up a little bit too. Um, oh, yeah. It cracks me up for a couple reasons. It cracks me up from a football standpoint, but it also cracks me up just because it Carson Wentz just seems like he belongs on the commanders. Yeah. Like, he just, he just, he just seems like a real good fit for that organization and that owner. And you know, it's like <laughs> good for you, Carson. Uh, he's yeah. there. So when you say, yay, we're like, eh, huh? <laughs> like, uh, 
I mean, I guess I'm not like excited about it. No. <laughs> no. What's kind of sickening is like I'm, I'm being sarcastic with that. Yeah, no, like, yeah, sure. You're not going to be drafting Carson Wentz outside of you know two QB leagues potentially. It might be the best quarterback Terry McLaurin's played with though. Like it uh, might actually be an upgrade. When well, you he only got it. Fitzpatrick for like what a game or something. A game, and then Heineke, and then before that, it's been what like Haskins and just a rotation of shit. Yeah, like, maybe he might be it, the best. This might be the best quarterback that that McLaurin's ever played with, which is not a good thing. And I, I I'm not sitting here saying McLaurin's shooting up the rankings right now, no, but he's not. I, I guess I can't consider it a bad thing for him, and certainly for you know Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson. Uh, Wentz did have a – he loves to check it down, whether it was with the Eagles, whether it was with the Colts, uh, Naeem Hines and Taylor. They, the running backs have consistently had uh, right around a 25 to 30% target share depending on the team. So I do think this is good for the running backs. Uh, Wentz himself, though, I only wanted to put this on there because you, you read some of the reports after the fact that Wentz stretched back uh, – his issues stretched back to before the season began. Yeah. Uh, over the course of the year, the team was very frustrated, what they deemed with a, a lack of leadership, a resistance to hard coaching, and a reckless style of play that cost them many games. Well, also, he, he, he lost him. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say my favorite part of this, and then, yeah, I mean, you, you could probably talk about that Jags game. My God. <laughs> Blew their playoff shot, right? Uh, but he, he had tried to reach out to Jim Irsay to have a clear the air meeting, and Irsay just said no. <laughs> right. No, that's, that's what I was hinting at. I've heard – said on a couple different podcasts, and I thought this actually independently, that there's just such a kind of like stink on him after the yeah. Jaguars game that they were just like, we got to get rid of this guy. Also, I mean, he he did miss at least one game because he wasn't vaccinated uh, at yeah. one point. And I mean, like these were – turns out every game was key for Indianapolis because uh, right? they ended up missing. And they lost to just a terrible, terrible team. They got blown out in that game too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was time for him to go. He seems like a commander to me. Yeah. Um, and also I think it's hilarious that the commanders are just going to be called the commies and, you know, now we've got this beef with Russia. So that's kind of funny too. <laughs> nice, um, Beautiful. Yeah. But I ultimately expect them to draft the QB of the future. And, and at most we get three to five games of Wentz before they turn over the keys to a Malik Willis or, uh, Sam Howell, whoever they end up going with. Man, I guess it is of note. This is not a great year for it. It's really no, not. it's a horrible QB class, and that's maybe why they they they're testing this out, and just seeing if they can have any type of spark with Wentz. Um, it is interesting to note that Heineke, when he first took over, I mean, well, starting from the first, you know week two on, he was a QB one uh, for six of his first nine games, uh, top twelve quarterback. So there is fantasy juice in the sense that there's decent weapons. They do like to run their quarterbacks a bit there. Uh, the fact that he again T- Taylor Heineke had multiple games over twenty five fantasy points. It's like okay, maybe there's something better than nothing here, but again, I, unless there's it's a something there, league, you know, I, I'm probably not going after. There's it. something there, but it's it's just one of those things where it's like, would you ever like feel comfortable with Wentz? I would never like. I I, I would never trust no. him. It's not it's not like you can't. I mean, if he had a, a couple of big games, it wouldn't shock me. But I just no. I don't trust him. Not all. in fantasy. Not as a real life quarterback. Right. I, I I don't want anything to ever do with Carson Wentz. Never really have. Never really will. And the Colts now becomes kind of intriguing. Uh, an yeah. intriguing proposition, which we can I talk know. about Jimmy on another Rocco, podcast. You know, yeah, yeah, who might end up there? Is it Jimmy G? Is it going to be a rookie? But that's an intri- That's a well run organization. Like it outside is. of what they had with Carson there. So I'm intrigued to see who goes there for sure. Yeah, I am too. Um, I, seems like since Andrew Luck. 
they've just kind of been in a tailspin, you know, a little know. Bit. but even, even in a tailspin though, they're still like respectable. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not like, they're not going three and 13 or anything like that. Right. All right. Devonte Adams. We talked about this at the very top of the show. He's not going to play under the franchise tag or so he says. And I wondered about this. I wondered if this would happen. Um, and we talk about the implication for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously if he doesn't play, that's a massive implication. You know, that that's the thing about, going for demanding and getting 50 million a year. It's like, well, the other people that are contributing to your admittedly massive success that Rogers has had, right. He's going to want his and rightfully so. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we just saw, we'll talk about Christian Kirk in a second. He got 21 million potentially a year, depending on how he plays. Insane. Insanity. So Devontae Adams reportedly was asking for 30 million or more. Like, that seems light. If if Christian Kirk is going to get twenty one, like Devonte Adams should be getting forty. Right? Is Devonte Adams fifty percent better than Christian Kirk? I would argue yes. Uh, I would say yes every single day of the week on that one. Yes, a hundred percent. But he's uh, penciled in right now with the franchise tag. He got I think twenty point five, which is actually less than what Christian Kirk is going to get, which is just like mind numbing. <laughs> it's so. I mean. He's he's going to hold out. He says he's going to hold out. Obviously, no one wants him to not play including himself i'm sure but the guy doesn't want to play under the franchise tag so where do we go from here him so christian kirk and uh julio jones make up two of the top prepaid receivers in the league by well and don't forget big mike williams is just signed a big <laughs> not far out yeah he's probably in the top six there yeah insanity uh but yeah it, it does because i was sneaky worried about this idea that i thought like, it, i thought this would happen what if adams does hold out and then you got you know rogers will take that opportunity to make it about himself and then say i'm not gonna play yeah. unless we get my number one back and so rogers ends up holding out so like i i did i bumped rogers down three spots in my rankings uh kind of anticipating what if he does hold out what if adams holds out and i bumped adams if everything's locked in and good only cooper cup should be above adams at this point but with these question marks, I, I feel like I have to go Tyree Kill. I feel like I have to go Justin Jefferson. You like, like Justin some of these Jefferson guys, I just know are locked in, and they got their quarterback situation all set. Like I, I at these early best ball drafts, I, I'm bumping down Adams for now because uh, I really, I just have a feeling in my gut this one's going to linger, and I think it's going to linger to Adams. I think it's going to linger to Aaron Rodgers, and I, I'm going to start avoiding the situation at this point. Do you really think that Aaron Rodgers will then be like, well, I'm not going to play? The guy's signing a $50 million contract. I think I would, the guy, he's got to play at this point. He, I think go he's going to bitch Adam and moan. Lard, like, who, who's going to be his receivers if Adams isn't there? Nobody. Exactly. I, you think he's going to go out there with nobody and just like. You think he's going to sign? You think he's going to sign a four year, $200 million contract, not play one game and be like, I'm not going to play? I, I could see that. That would be that would be a dipshit move beyond even what I expect from this guy, which is like <laughs> I have I expect big time dipshit. Uh, well, we don't even know him. that that's his contract either. Remember, you know, trying to steal the spotlight from Russell Wilson just a week ago when he was like, "These aren't the actual terms." You know, they you could take two seconds with the, the limelight off of him. I really do think, and I think he would try to make it like I'm not playing till my boy gets paid. I do really think he's going to try to. I, and and b- pretend it's like oh I've got Devonte Adams so back when it's really completely self serving. It's just know. about I don't want to put up horrible numbers with a crap core of receivers. He's gonna and act like it's some yeah exactly. Although let's be honest, if Rodgers rolled out with like Lazard and uh, 
MVS and those guys, he probably still throws 35 touchdowns. He might, yeah. like five, he five might. picks or something like that. We've seen it before with like James Jones and like nobodies that he turns yeah. into these thousand yard, 10 touchdown. I mean, Jordy Nelson didn't do anything. Any other team he went no, to. He was, his career he was, was like over. He was in the league for years, you know? No, I mean, look, Rogers is a bitch, man. He's great. Um, yeah. All right. Saquon Barkley. This is a guy who I've been off since his second year in the league. Likely to be traded. Ideal spot. What's his ideal spot? Where would you like to see him go? Do you think he's – all right, let's start. Do you think he's likely to be traded? Well, all the reports first say the Giants could be open moving him for a third or fourth round pick. That's the that, I mean, think about this. Think about yeah. – this guy was what? He was the number two overall pick in the draft, yep. I think, when he came out. <laughs> Passed and, and, on all the quarterbacks, like – which yeah, I think it, was like Sam Darnold at the time, so I guess it doesn't look that bad. Well, don't, and Josh Rosen, don't forget Josh Rosen. Oh yeah, yeah, um, that class. But also Josh Allen, I believe. Was Baker Mayfield the number one of that year? Baker Mayfield was one, and then there was Darnold, Rosen, oh. Allen, and maybe Deshaun Watson. Was he like, or was it Lamar? No, Watson was the Trubisky year. It was, was it Watson, Lamar? Mahomes, and Trubisky oh, were before both of them. <laughs> okay, was Lamar like the end of the round? Oh, yeah. Lamar might have been the last quarterback taken in the first yeah, round. So, That's passed on him, yes. So they took Barkley over, you know, sure, take Barkley over Sam Darnold, take him over Josh Rosen, maybe take him like, over Baker, Josh Allen, not over right? Allen, not over Josh Allen, not over Jackson. And, I mean, you know, the smart thinking. I think Allen might have been the year after that, though. I think he Allen was the same one as Daniel Jones, who they took Daniel Jones ahead of Allen. Oh, really? So they still passed on. Yeah, they passed okay. on Well, Allen either way, the Giants are stupid, yeah. uh, no matter how you break it down. <laughs> I mean, the guy was such a talented running back. Maybe he still is. I don't know. It always seemed like a dumb pick to me. You know, what are you going to oh, bring in a really good running back uh, and have him just play on a shitty team? Like, how many great running backs, like, just put up big numbers and, and win games for you, like, when they're not playing behind a good offensive line with a good quarterback? It just seemed like throwing good money after bad to me. I mean, look at the running backs that win games. Jonathan Taylor Derek Henry were both second-round picks. Like, you – Running backs, you can was definitely Derrick Henry get really a second round pick? Yeah, you remember that year? No, I don't. Obviously, <laughs> I thought yeah, was it was crazy. That's crazy. He had man. such an insane combine and still fell to round two. And I was just like, "What is happening here?" Uh, so yeah, yeah you were all over that guy like from well before he was ever in the NFL. Oh yeah, I've I've been just salivating. the Von Miller comps. Yeah, <laughs> that that's what really got me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, bring it back to Barkley. I do think, you know, especially if you can be had for a third or fourth round pick, let's say the Bills get calling, right? That's that so offense, cheap. you know, and you you give up a fourth rounder to put a talent like Barkley because, yeah, he's had his injury concerns. But when he's been on the field, you're still seeing some of those 45, 50-yard runs that very few running backs can do. He's still shifty as all hell. He is still a great receiver that you can move all over the formation. I mean, I, if you put him with the Bills – Maybe even like I know the Chiefs spent great draft capital to get Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I mean he hasn't oh, been out. A, Why not put it put Barkley behind you know in that offense? Is Barkley really expensive right now? Like what kind of cap hit are you looking at if you pick this guy up? I don't think it's too bad because he never I think he might be on like the tail end, a seven point two million dollar salary. So that's really not that insane considering you know we saw James Conner get that deal. Uh, like a $7 million a year type of deal. So it's a pretty reasonable contract. No, what you're saying about the bills makes a lot of sense to me. The bills would be, I think that's the number one spot, like, or the right now, the bucks, uh, you know, we talked about the value holes. Uh, Obviously the chiefs are always one of those offenses that you put an explosive talent in it. They're going to be great. You're playing alongside Mahomes. But to me, whether it's the the bills uh, or the bucks, those would be the top two kind of value holes. It was the Cardinals and the dolphins in that top five conversation for me at this point. But now that Brady's back, 
if they go and load up and get Saquon Barkley to play with him, uh, let's say Leonard Fournette's gone and they, they take a stab at Saquon, or if he goes with Josh Allen's offense that's putting up 35 a game, I mean, it'd be hard to take Saquon anywhere besides the first round at that point. So well, either way, I am starting to bump him up the rankings because I don't see a situation being worse than New York. If someone's going to trade for him, they're probably going to give him volume. And what offense is going to be worse than New York this year? Like, There's very few spots he could go and actually go down in my rankings at this point. So I started to bump Saquon up a little bit because there are a few spots, again, the Bucks or the Bills, uh, where he would become a fringe first rounder for me if he lands there. Well, and this demonstrates kind of my take on him for the past several years, which is it, it's got nothing to do with him. It's all about yeah. the Giants. And, yeah. you know, as soon as you say, oh, Bills, who Bucks, like I'm I'm intrigued. I'm interested. Sign you know? me right back up. Right. right? So, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, just for, further reiterates the point that this is a Giants issue, not a Barkley issue. Uh, and I'm pulling for him. I'd like to see the guy go somewhere and land on his feet. I really would. Absolutely. All right, let's get into some uh, legal tampering. Free agency day one. This is Hell when yeah. free agency period starts, and like at twelve o'clock, and then at twelve o one, someone signed a deal, Madness and it's like, well, yeah, they, they clearly haven't Silver. spoken to each other uh, before that. They just were really able to hammer out all the legalities and and uh, you know the ins and outs of these complicated contracts in thirty seconds. Um, so yeah. Tons of tampering. I don't give a shit. Exactly. Uh, James Conner going back to Arizona, like you said, uh, he signed a you know what seven million dollar deal, something like that. Eight million. Uh, three year, twenty one. So, uh, so seven million a year. Yeah, thirteen okay. and a half fully guaranteed. Could be up to twenty five million with incentives. Uh, so a good chunk of change. Yeah, that seems they, about right to me, honestly. After That's, last year, I mean, he or he earned that, and it's just from a, a non fantasy perspective. What a great story, you know. Obviously, yeah. everything he's went through in his life, you love to see a guy like that get paid. After really earning it, taking I that one-year deal, prove it type of deal, and 18 touchdowns, 1,127 yards from scrimmage last year. I mean, what a beast. You had a uh, great third, season. Third overall in total touchdowns in the NFL uh, among runners or, or receivers there. Incredible stats there. And, you know, they always say touchdowns are fluky. You don't want to t- chase touchdowns and, and fantasy. But you consider this. Eighth in, inside the 20 carries, 41. Third inside the 10, 28 carries. And second inside the five was 16. You look the year before, Kenyon Drake was fifth inside the 20, first inside the 10, and third inside the five. So it's just a, a role where, yeah, Kyler Murray does get his read options, and he, he does run in for a lot of touchdowns, but the running backs are also getting a lot of cracks right. at the stripe. And whereas Drake kind of struggled to convert him, Connor was a monster. he get hit by like four people and just carry them into the end zone, and it, he can't be denied. He's one of the best goal line backs of the NFL again. 18 touchdowns, don't lie. Some of those were receiving as well. He was I saw him make some nice catches this year. I mean, he had one of the best one-handed catches I've yeah. ever seen. Like, it, this guy can kind of do it all. Of course, the injury concerns, they've lingered with him throughout his career. He missed two games last year. Uh, but even still, he put up 18 touchdowns in 14 games. But, I mean, that's no, just insanity. So uh, it was fi- 15 games because the season's long. Oh, uh, yeah, right. But also, I mean, just personally, if I'm talking about an NFL running back that's seeing decent volume. And you're going to tell me uh, he's going to play 15 games. He's going to miss two. <laughs> he signed me up. Oh like, yeah. Seriously. Exactly. Like I don't, I don't, I don't consider that a red flag of any kind. Two games right. as a, you know, whatever that, that comes with the territory. These guys take so much contact every play. You can withstand that and miss two games and have a productive season. Like to me, you're like an Iron Man. Right. So, exactly. And so that, that was an, like you're saying, I was more encouraged than anything that the fact that he only missed two games yeah. after we've seen the string of bad injuries. Now, could he, of course, could that rear its ugly head? Yeah, but sure. It show, he showed us he could sustain, you know, a pretty monstrous workload uh, like he had back in Pittsburgh, the running back five, him and his running back coach. We kind of connected these dots early last year. 
uh, you know, Chase Edmonds was getting all the hype. And I remember being you and, and Kendall, I remember wrote about this too. Yeah. One of our best writers, uh, just like, let's pump the brakes on Edmonds a little bit because Connor's a goal line beast and he might end up getting the touchdowns. Never mind, he ended up taking almost the entire workload oh. alongside that. Um, and just to reiterate again, the Cardinals, 395 targets up for grabs. And I know a lot of those are receiver targets, but it could trickle down easily to James Connor, who made some of the best catches at the running back position last year. So this is a great landing spot. I, you couldn't have landed better if you're James Connor. Uh, I bumped him up to running back, I believe, 14 right now. And the more we talk about it, it feels yeah, kind of low. Seems a little low, right? He was the running back eight last year, even missing all those games. Uh, so, so okay, here's some names. You know, Connor, Montgomery, Jones, Zeke, Gibson, Swift. Like, you know, I, I, def- I definitely like him better than some of those guys. Right. Maybe Zeke and Jones and Montgomery, uh, you know, should be below Connor. I kind of think – who are the other guys? Gibson and Swift as well. I probably have Swift and Gibson, the younger uh, – I, I would probably have those guys above Connor. But, I mean, if, if you told me he's going to outscore all those guys, I wouldn't say that was nuts. He did last year, right? He scored right. All, all of them. So, right. he outscored Chubb. I mean, he, he was a beast. He had an absolutely beastly season. And, if anything, his situation's better because Chase Edmonds is gone, who we're about to talk oh, about Oh, yeah. Right let's now. talk Chase Edmonds, uh, actually. So, if anything, J- J- James Connor's walking into a better situation than the one that he just scored 18 touchdowns in. I mean, that's fantasy gold. Right. And again, these early, I, I keep putting it, I'm not just doing this to promote underdog. I, I love him. Uh, Code RSJ. He's going in round like seven or eight right now. He should be going in round that's like late change. second, early third at latest. So I am just gobbling him up as many times as I can right now. Chase Edmonds, who we just talked about, he just signed a two-year, $12.6 million deal with the Dolphins. We want to know, is he a high-end running back, too? You said Barkley is a $7.2 million hit. This is $6.3 million for Chase Edmonds. Makes Barkley seem like a great deal for a year or so. Um, what do you think about this? Well, I think that's a pretty good indicator that they might view this guy as their number one running back. I mean, you don't give them top 10 running back money to not use him. And I think it's a great situation. As I said, you know, entering free agency, they were number three on my list because Mike McDaniels, the run game coordinator for Kyle Shanahan, those 49ers, you, you don't need to get me all horned up by anything more than just <laughs> his own running scheme of Kyle Shanahan. Like that is the most beautiful picturesque scheme. And this guy was the coordinator of it. So now he comes over to Miami where there's really no competition. Miles Gaskin might be the worst starting running back in the NFL last year. Uh, so I think Chase Edmonds, especially if this is all they do at the position is the immediate number one running back here. Uh, great receiver saw even in that timeshare with uh, James Conner saw 20, uh, 20th in the NFL in targets and receptions. So the guy can catch, he can be a three down back. In fact, the games that Conner missed, he put up 26.7 and 13.2 PPR fantasy points. So especially that 26 point effort, nothing to sneeze at. You know, he the reason he's kind of been a disappointment in fantasy, he doesn't really get the goal line volume, especially when Connor was there. Uh, but the games where he started, scored three touchdowns at 26 points. Uh, so I mean he can get it done in every single facet. And his offense is certainly under the rise under new coach Mike McDaniel. Uh, if Tua is anything decent, and I, I'm not ready to throw the towel in on Tua yet. And between Waddle, between, you know, they added Cedric Wilson, we'll talk about this offense could be sneaky on the rise. And if Edmonds is the main focal point, uh, he deserves to be considered a high end RB two. So he's bumped up now to my running. Uh, it's tricky though. Cause then you look at like, okay, does he go above Damian Harris who had a monster year last year? Does he go above, you know, where do some of these rookies land? Does Devin Singletary, if nobody's added for the bills, you know, does, does Edmonds go above him? What about Travis yeah, they- Etienne? 
Uh, you know, the, the first uh, round rookie for the Jags. This I liked one. him better than ETN, but I mean, your point is a good one, which is, but I mean, it's, it's the middle of March, right? Know, but, but I think we'll have a lot more clarity or as, as much clarity as one can actually ever have in fantasy football. You know, Absolutely. when we get more it's July or I something think like it, that. It does go to illustrate running back. I remember when we first started our podcast, there was like two good running backs in fantasy yep. and it was all about receivers. There definitely has been an influx of workhorses and kind of, yeah, there's committees here and there, but there's about 25 like solid RB2 running backs right now. Whereas there was a, a few years where it was like maybe six names that you feel okay with as your running backs. Right. Uh, Edmonds now enters that, that pool for me, depending where all the rookies shake out, he could go anywhere from like 20th to 25. But I, I do really love this spot. I love this scheme. Um, and I really like the player again, anytime he's been that starter, yeah, we've good. seen like 30 point days. We've seen again, last year, 26, he's really stepped up when he gets the volume. So I am, I'm very intrigued. I think this was a best case for his value is to escape Connor's shadow, get to a nice situation, and Miami really represents that. All right. Let's talk about Mitch Trubitsky because we actually <laughs> talked about him on the last podcast, and we were kind of semi, like a little bit cautiously intrigued. At least I know I was a little bit. It's like maybe he's not as terrible as we thought he was. I mean, he's always going to have a little bit of a stink on him because they they picked him so high and they picked him above people that they shouldn't have picked him over. But he's played for just an atrocious team and yeah. and for an atrocious coach and stuff like that. And he does have an arm. And uh, now is he going to the Steelers? Is that what's going on? Because, I mean, it, it wouldn't be shocking if the guy put up some numbers. No. I mean, this the, the Steelers love to chuck it. From 2014 to 2018, when they had you know, Ben Roethlisberger had an actual arm, they ranked top five in passing yards for five straight years, top six in touchdowns for four of those five years. I don't think they're going to just uncork like prime Big Ben offense and translate that to Mitch Trubisky. No. No, but I'll bet you Trubisky is better this year than Ben was last year. Yes, 100%. And they threw the 15th most times in the NFL with a corpse at, at right. quarterback. So, you know, right in the middle of the pack, pass attempts, I think Trubisky could do some real damage with Claypool with, uh, of course, Deontay Johnson. Good receivers, man. They have good Very receivers. Good weapons. They really Pat do. Fry is like really emerged as a solid option. I, I said the Steelers were my number two option for Deshaun Watson in terms of fantasy with the Bucks being number one. Now the Bucks have been crossed off and now obviously the Steelers are crossed off because they have Trubisky here, but that was because of the volume that's available to their quarterbacks because of the weaponry he'd be playing with. And last time we saw a Trubisky play, play most of the season, he won 11 of his 14 yeah, starts they in they like 11 and two or something. Like led, that. led the, the, yeah, exactly. 11 of his 14, uh, games they started he won was the quarterback 12 in points per game for fantasy averaging over 21 points per game the guy just had he has the arm he can certainly run that was uh you know one of the sneaky things about him is he has a, a that konami upside so i i expect the steelers to probably draft someone developmental behind him and you know maybe we don't get a full year trubisky but for however long he's starting, I would not be shocked at all to see top 15 numbers. So certainly in these type of super flex drafts uh, where he's going as like the quarterback 30 and things of that no. nature, he definitely should get bumped up. Um, and I have him ranked right around quarterback 24. I had a Daniel Jones. Um, oh, ahead sure. Of some of these, uh, yeah. You I'd know, have uh, to see the list, but I would I would imagine I would have him a decent amount higher than you do, actually. Oh, yeah. Above Daniel Jones, above Carson Wentz with the commanders, certainly. Um I, where it gets tricky is like, okay, what about you know Trevor Lawrence and now all these new weapons? What, is, what I would, about? I, I would pick, I would pick Trubisky over Lawrence, definitely. Really? Okay, so yeah. you're you're really out on Lawrence. <laughs> well, I've I've done been out on Lawrence. I call yeah, that 
You never I mean, were that, in. That, no, I wasn't. Although that was more commentary on being out on Urban Meyer from the jump. Me too. And that's um, why I'm like, not so we'll see. But you know, Jets. look, I I gotta see it for the Jaguars. I yeah. The the talent on the Steelers is not in dispute. Okay, no. and I and I and I like the Steelers coaches. I really do. So we'll see what if, if Trubisky's going to have success. Uh, it's it's going to be here, and you know and. If he's not the real deal, we'll know it before too long. And that's what I love about it. There will be no excuses. He's got the talent. He's got the coaches. He's got the scheme. If Trubisky's anything, it, it, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll know it. And we'll be like, wow, this 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 is a cool fit here. We'll know? we'll know in like, I think a game or two. Like he'll either throw three touchdowns and 300 yards week one, or he's going to throw three picks and we'll never hear of Trubisky again. Except so, not a pick six because the guy evidently doesn't throw those. Never has. Never has. Even though I can see like four or five of them clearly in my mind. <laughs> right? That's the weirdest thing. Like I'm clearly exactly. Uh, it's like Mitch. Nah. <laughs> nah. All right. Well, let's talk about the Jags because you just alluded to Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be key to anything the Jags do, good or bad. Christian Kirk. This is the one we probably – I don't know how long we need to talk about it, but I'm sure we have the same take on it. He's getting paid by the Jags $84 million. I feel like he's getting guaranteed like 72 or something like that um it's it's a massive chunk of change for a guy who has i would say at his best on his best day been like oh he's a pretty good receiver um exactly <laughs> you know what i mean They're like oh christian kirk he's pretty good um pretty good pretty good not not like awesome not, i've never heard anybody say christian kirk was awesome they thought no. he's a pretty good receiver he's like pretty good wide receiver three on your team right not not number three in terms of NFL salary. No, 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 no. Like certainly, the third best guy on your team. Certainly not. No, uh, never had a thousand yards in his career. He his highest fantasy finish is the wide receiver twenty six, and that was last year. Otherwise, he's been the wide receiver fifty eight, thirty eight, and fifty one. I mean, not even a top thirty six wide receiver, a wide receiver three for three fourths of his career. And yeah, he did have a great year, and he made some great plays. And I think he's like a a nice number two getting paid as the number third receiver in the NFL. Never mind that Doug Peterson, he's never had a single 1,000-yard receiver in Philly. He had pure crap to work with. So, I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole and say Doug Peterson doesn't throw to his wide receivers, uh, but he does love throwing to his running backs and tight ends. We saw Zach Ertz lead the uh, the team in, in receiving all four years of Doug Peterson being the play caller there. Uh, we saw the running backs get peppered, whether it was Sproles or uh, even like Corey Clement had some decent seasons over there. So, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what to make of this for him. Peterson does like to throw. Uh, it was sixth, 13th, seventh, and eighth across his his uh, four full seasons as a play caller there. So, I mean, the guy does like a passing-based attack, but it's very, like, slow and methodical. And uh, Kirk is pretty quick and nimble and, and could do some damage after the catch. And you got to assume, you know, giving him this type of money, they're going to be scheming it up for him big time. But it did not. This was not the spot I wanted to see him, and I certainly just don't understand the deal at all. Like, I does he get bumped? I mean, up were there rankings? other suitors that were like, "We'll we'll offer you twenty million a year," and the Jags? So the Jags were like, "Well, guess we got to offer him twenty one." I mean, this is some of I, I see this in the NBA. I follow salaries a lot closer in the NBA. I'm a big basketball fan, and I see all the time somebody will sign just this massive contract, and I'm like, "Was there anybody they were bidding against?" Even like I, because. You know, just standard, like if I'm trying to buy a fantasy player in an auction, like I'm at least going to see if anyone's bidding against me before I start out with like 45 bucks. I know. You know, I want to make sure somebody else was going to go 44. 
I, I, I would love to know like what was the next closest offer. And there were tons of rumors that like he might get 15 million a year and his market was really hot at the combine and everybody was kind of raving about him. So it does sound like there was definite interest in him, but again, third highest okay. receiver in the league salary, probably not that level of interest. I, well, I want to say like, Oh, well the Jags must know what they're doing, but that would be a stupid thing to say. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. That, that would be the, uh, the understatement of the year. Jeez. Uh, but like the guy we already talked about, Michael Gallup, give me Michael Gallup as the oh, two sure. of the Cowboys sure. all day. than the number one, uh, supposed number one on the Jags. I, I don't love this fit. I don't understand the move at all, but Hey, you know, it's the Jags. We got to finish this up because CJ CJ's making some comments that I have to respond to. Oh, uh, nice. Evan Ingram also joins the Jags one year, 9 million. You said that, uh, you know, Peterson does like to throw to the backs, does like to throw to the tight end. Ingram is a guy also who we have liked in the past, but has been a victim of being on the giants. Um, and, you know, so now it's like, well, these giants have ruined my career. I'm going to go to Jacksonville. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. Right. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> oh man. It, it, but it's similar to Trubisky in the sense to me that like, if Ingram doesn't do it here, I don't really see when it will happen Agreed. given that Peterson loves tight ends and there's nobody really Dan Arnold in his path. Come on now. Uh, he threw to Ertz tight end six. So Ertz finishes the tight end six, tight end three, tight end two and tight end four across Peterson's four full seasons. He saw 106, 110, 156 and 134 targets as the main vein of their passing attack. Uh, That was sixth, fourth, first and second in terms of NFL uh, tight end targets right there Uh, in multiple big seasons, uh, you know, 1100 yards and 10 touchdowns, 916 and eight touchdowns. So if Ingram's ever going to capitalize on this insane athleticism and this big slot receiver that he was rumored to be in, in free agency, this is the spot that's going to happen. And they, again, like, yeah, they paid Christian Kirk a shitload, but it's still just a, a collection of kind of shit that a few people can ascend to the top very easily. And I could see Ingram definitely being the, the number two after Kirk, you know, Kirk, then Ingram, and then Etienne as like their, their top three receivers. I could definitely see something like that, given that Shark's likely gone and Marvin Jones could be gone, a cap casualty. Uh, so I think this, yeah, you know, again, you don't ever think Jacksonville. Yeah, let me ask you this: spot, all these things you could see, could you see the Jags going four and thirteen? I think that'd be like way too many wins for the Jags, okay, okay. to be honest. Just, just, just checking. <laughs> but but fantasy I can wise, see it. I, I do. I like the fit. Um, I would say I haven't actually. I just checked my tight end rankings, and I realized I didn't. You know, Ingram news kind of broke right as we were going on air here. Um, I'd slide him in, you know, if I'm bumping Ertz up to my tight end 11 behind Gasecki, maybe even ahead of Gasecki, the more I think about it. I think it. he should be ahead of Gasecki. Um, yeah, I do too. Uh, maybe even ahead of Dawson Knox, given the, the volume. Maybe. Uh, he's right in that range, at least, assuming that. Th- th- this is sneaky. Like, these tight end signings are actually pretty big for Knox because there was a lot of rum- rumblings that Evan Ingram was of interest in Buff- uh, Buffalo, that Gronk was of interest in Buffalo. So we might see Knox dodge a couple huge bullets here. Uh, and emerges a, a nice t- top eight tight end. Um, but back to to Ingram himself, I think he kind of slides in. Uh, I had him at 22 as a free agent. I would say right around like Higby, like Higby, Logan, Thomas, that kind of range. Does that seem unreasonable to you? Um, no, it doesn't seem unreasonable. Uh, in I want to say I probably like Higby a little bit more and Thomas a little bit less. So yeah, I guess I consider that. Uh, I guess Times I consider that, that range, like the cool. I, I don't. I don't love man. any of these guys. <laughs> no, no, I, especially now that Gronk's back. Like I want my my tight end by Gronk, Dalton Schultz, like 
Zach Ertz tier, but yeah, like a- Ingram is a last round type of flyer. If you you're taking late stabs at, at tight ends, I think there's going to be some volume his way. And I think he's a good athlete. So I, I'm intrigued to see what happens here. I, I'm going to own him more than I'm going to have Christian Kirk at their probably respective prices. Undoubtedly. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Let's, let's knock these out quickly and then let's uh, hit the, yeah, these are just the last two. All right, quick other deals made Isaiah McKenzie's going back to the bills. Cool. Cedric Wilson to the dolphins. Also cool. Uh, and Mo Ali Cox back with the Colts. And you say this is a big deal. I think uh, all three of these could end up being very, very underrated signings. Most likely to me is Isaiah McKenzie, two-year, $8 million. That's not like complete chump change. It signals probably the release of slot receiver Cole Beasley. Uh, we know that Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent this year. So Diggs, and then, of course, you got Gabe Davis ascending to the, that clear number two role. You got Knox. But this offense can certainly sustain four mouths uh, and whenever we've seen McKenzie get used, it's very, very rare. So, that, you know, why is it so rare? Is he really that good? But the two couple times he started, so the last two years, he started twice. He had 11 receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown last year. It was the wide receiver four against the Patriots. So I saw that one very clearly. And he was wide open all day, just uh, zipping right after the catch, zipping all over the field, nice cuts. Uh, I was shocked that they don't use him more. And then five catches, 65 yards, and two touchdowns in 2020 when he got a start was the wide receiver seven. So, the two times he started, he's been a top seven receiver in fantasy. Not saying obviously you extrapolate that for 16 games or anything like right. that, but this was this was the best spot for him to go back home with likely Beasley released. Um, I think McKenzie could be a great little last round stab. Cedric Wilson, I was kind of hoping would go back to the Cowboys given Cooper's gone. I know they re-signed Gallup, but I was hoping he would kind of fill that Gallup role when he did so well last year when Gallup got hurt. He had 19 and 29 fantasy points across his last two weeks when Gallup was removed from the uh, the lineup. So we've seen Cedric Wilson get it done. I just don't know that. I think the, the Dolphins will probably be run heavy. I think Chase Edmonds is going to get a decent target yeah. share. I think you know, between, between Waddle, Gasecki. Waddle's on and, the up. Uh, Waddle's certainly on the up. So I, I don't know that this was a great spot for Cedric. I was hoping he'd go to the Cowboys, but I do like the player, and I like what I've seen him do. So, you know, there's really beyond those two, Gasecki and, and uh, Waddle, yeah, Edmonds will catch some balls too, but there isn't really too many other mouths that you got to worry about. So maybe Cedric does okay there. Uh, cert- I mean, again, 22 million, three-year deal. Like that's not nothing for a wide receiver. No. So, you know, I, I, decent deal for isn't him. Yeah, Crazy, just like, uh, you know, a salary like that for someone like Cedric Wilson, a salary like we're talking about for Christian Kirk. And, and it's like, whether you're a free agent or not is such a big deal because a pile of scraps for Amari Cooper. I know, right? I, mean, I can't it's believe just, it's such a disparity and it's like, it's just amazing. I I'd, mean, I'd, I'd, I'd put Cooper way above, like a t- tears above any of these names we've talked about. Oh, Cooper, sure. Christian Kirk, in my opinion, that sure. it doesn't make any sense to me. Like that he went for a fifth round pick and Christian Kirk's getting the third most. I, I don't know. I'm sure I, it doesn't make sense. Wrong, but I, am sure. no, 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 I think you're right. Yeah. But you mentioned Mo Alley Cox too. That's just because Frank Reich loves Pepper and his tight ends. Our boy, we haven't even had a chance to pour one out yet for our boy, Jack Doyle who is now retired, just the beanstalk himself, uh, leaving us high and dry. All time, the first player that we just truly raved about on a podcast, Jack Doyle. Uh, Staple of the Rotor Street Journal Nutcracker set for like two years. I know. Always will be in our hearts. Uh, But now Moelle Cox, the only tight end really in in town now, re-signed with the team. Three-year, $18 million, $6 million a year for Bo Alley-Cox. You just you got to look at these numbers and just say the team clearly has a role in mind for these guys. He's a big six-foot-five, can't move. He's athletic. We've seen him use that frame in the red zone pretty well. 
I think he deserves some like solid top 20 tight end buzz that I don't think anybody was really thinking of until now as the, the lone guy in a tight end friendly scheme. We don't know who's quarterback's going to be yet, but I could see him hauling in, you know, six touchdowns and 600 yards. Not, not bad for a last round desperation. Yeah, you can get it. Yeah. He's a last round guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, and then we'll dive through the mailbag real quick. Uh, some line improvements movement. Uh, the Bengals and the bills have both improved. I, I don't think the Bengals could possibly have gone <laughs> no. down. Like unless they added like you and me to protect the left side or something like that. Um, all conference left tackle over here now. I got the I got a good kick step. I can I can get back there with the best con- How long ago was that? <laughs> uh, a long time ago, right. ACL just surgery check, ago. Just, just checking, right? Uh, and I certainly was not blocking two hundred ninety pound right. monsters. You were, that run you, like were, four five. <laughs> you were blocking like you know five ten. Maybe two hundred pounds. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. And the Bucks line takes a bit of a hit. Uh, it's a little bit concerning, given the return of Tom. They will probably try to remedy that. They, one thing you don't want is you don't want Tom taking hits. No. I mean, no. And that's something that Brady has, you know, to his coach's credit, to his whatever. I mean, they they have realized the recipe for success for quarterbacks. Uh, Surprised more people don't try to do that is like we don't want him getting the shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. And so you got to do something there. Obviously, the Bengals got to do something to protect Joe Burrow. I mean, yeah, or else he's going to have like a four year career. And they're making some moves. So just to rapid fire through them, the biggest move, actually not a team on that banner, is the Jags did sign Brandon Scherf. He's like the prize jewel of the, the interior line, the biggest guard. The, the biggest prize jewel still out there is left tackle Taron Armstead uh-huh. uh, from the Saints, like a monster anchor left tackle. Dwayne Brown, also a left tackle that has had some great years with the Seahawks, was unbelievable with the Texans for a while. He's kind of on his back nine here, but still a, a dependable uh, left tackle. So I really hope to see the Bengals also add one of those two guys, but they've certainly uh, like fortified that interior where they were getting blitzed. I mean, you saw Aaron Donald just eating, eating up that interior line, in the Super Bowl, and he'll eat up anybody, but they did add Ted Karras, a three-year starter from the Pats, you know, nice $18 million, three-year contract. And they, they plucked uh, Kappa, a starter from the Bucks, um, a, a right guard there, Four year, forty million. So they're they're putting some real investment in the line. That's exactly what we wanted to see. You knew they would, but it's great to see that kind of play out. So uh, great reinforcements for that line. Again, I want to see a tackle now arrive there uh, for sure. But good wins for them. Then the Bills also re-signing their center to a nice deal and bringing in Roger Saffold, a beastly uh, left guard over from the Titans was. You know, the man behind uh, that monster Todd Gurley season was with the Rams. Then he got a huge deal from the Titans, had a couple monster years paving paths for uh, for Derrick Henry. And then he became a free agent this year and, and the Bills gobbled him up. So, uh, you know, whoever ends up being that back there, if it's Barkley, if it ends up being Singletary, a, a nice line pavement uh, um, there. So, yeah, some decent moves there. But the Bucks getting plucked given that their center, uh, they did get their center back, but lost both of their guards, one to retirement. One here, I mean, you saw them get eaten. You wonder if he would have retired if, if he had known Brady was coming back. Well, they actually asked him if he's going to come back now, uh, and he just said no. Okay. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm going respect. to get my master's degree. I'm done with the NFL. Uh, I respect so, that. Yeah. So those are a couple of winners, but we still need to see again. Taron Armstrong, Dwayne Brown, uh, even like Trent Brown from the Pats, just a great you know, monster at, at the tackle position. Eric Fisher was a starting left tackle this year. So there's still some some dominoes to fall. Uh, particularly at the the tackle position, but a lot of the interior guys have been plucked here with the Jags, the uh, Bengals, and the Bills being the big winners of those. 
All right, that's going to do it for basically our rundown. That was pretty solid, actually. Uh, we got a lot of stuff about. Yeah, we we went through that pretty efficiently. Yeah, I'm not that was not bad. I mean, an hour was an hour, but still, I mean, that, and we that was still a lot managed. We went on a bunch of tangents too, because that's yeah. what makes the show better when we do that. Anyway, uh, we're going to go through. We got a handful of uh, mailbag questions. We'll try to hit those, and I'll still probably get out of here on time. Mitch Chavez uh, wrote oh, a yeah, journal, like super fan. Too. <laughs> uh, what's up, Wolf and Truth? Been a minute. Hope all is well. It has been a minute, Mitch, but it's good to see you. All Thanks. is well. Thanks for asking. And yeah, uh, hope absolutely, all is well with you, to too. You, Mitch. Hope every, yeah, indeed. Hope everything's well with you. And if you're still here with us and you haven't already, whether YouTube, Facebook, please consider hitting that thumbs up button. It does truly help us to continue to grow. I saw we're back over 2K. A couple people came back for us. Uh, love it. Love it. Uh, David says, Hey, Wolf and truth. What's going on guys. I'm getting too used to this impromptu weekly video. Yes. Good. Get used to it. It's going to keep happening. So where to Evan Ingram, James Conner, Deshaun and Brady all go in the rankings. I think we probably touched on all of those, but just real quick slap a number on each of those guys. Uh, in case he wasn't here when, when you yep. Watson QB five, Brady QB six, Connor uh, still kind of figuring that one out, but top Top 15 for sure, and approaching yep. the top 10 kind of yep. in that range. It's, again, a pretty deep running back class. The more and more you look at it this year, 2022, um, class just a crop in terms of fantasy. And then Evan Ingram, like uh, tight end 15 to 18 range in that like tight end two, but I, I'd like him as my tight end two. I, I do yep. want to get some shares of him, but I don't want him as my starter type of position. And Mitch says, Kurt got a huge bag. He did. <laughs> I, I will never understand. I think that's going to go down as one of the worst free agent signings of all time. I, I like Christian Kirk. I had him in fantasy. I actually cut Cordell Patterson. Yeah, as I said, an idiot. He's a, he's a, as I said, he's a pretty good wide receiver. Like a pretty good. He, he's a pretty, good, a pretty good contract and he got the third biggest among receivers. I, it is well, gonna, I mean, it's going to jack it up for everybody else. I mean, you I, wait, you wait until somebody who's actually really good comes up. I know, seriously. And, and maybe Devonte is that guy. We'll see. Devonte, yeah, they, uh, the Packers must be so pissed right now. But you see this in all sports. Like you yeah. see the role players all of a sudden get these big contracts, and then they, then you know, and that's how someone like Aaron Rodgers ends up with fifty million dollars. Yeah, um, exactly. Anthony, right? Because someone like Kirk Cousins gets. 40 or something like that. Anthony fellow. What's up? Wolfpack. What are your thoughts on Devonte Adams? Not wanting to play under the franchise tag in green base. We did talk about this earlier, but I'll just say uh, quickly in response. Like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you you watch Kirk get paid more than you. I, I he a hundred percent. I do not think this is like a threat. That's going to go unanswered. I think if they do not pay him, I don't think we're going to see Devonte Adams. And I am nervous. No, about it. I know we talked man. about it in more depth earlier, but this, this is the news that like, is I think people will brush off like, oh yeah, he'll come back eventually. No, I don't. I don't think we see Adams this year if he does not get paid. And then I think that coincides with us probably not seeing Rodgers. Uh, so I this that news is going to be, be so... I think sneaky huge. I really think Rodgers would hold out if Adams doesn't play. And he, he, he marketed as selfless, all here for my teammates bullshit. But he, we really know he just doesn't want to play with shit bums. He's such a jerk off. Uh, <laughs> Chris Jason, Tom Favre Brady is the biggest tool in the NFL right now. I love that Bruce Arians and the Bucks called his bluff and won. I do like that too. I do rebuttal trade off. I I I do not think he is the biggest tool of the NFL ever. I love Tom Brady. There are definitely bigger tools. Certainly, Um, but I also do like that he got his bluff called. Like I I did find that, like you know, Bruce Arians, like you're you're playing around, or you're not playing, and then Brady was like, all right. He comes Matt back. Bruce Arians, like who looks like he's going to have a stroke, like all the time, and yeah. he's just like, oh, we're, yeah. he's under contract. It does piss me off a little bit. Like the Pats kind of should have called his bluff a few years ago and just never let him leave. But you know, I, I also get like it was it was kind of time too, and I'm happy for him that he won a title somewhere else. So it's not always that 
was it Belichick? Was it Brady? Like it was Brady. <laughs> we could we could have that debate forever, but it was yeah. both. It was both. They were both super important. Um, nine and nine orbits. What's good, boys? What up, my man? Yeah, the man of the cursed QB, if I'm not mistaken. Last year, remember oh, right. like every year, every yes. week you'd stream somebody, and like, God damn it, I'm they streaming the same always person. Always terrible. Always um, horrible. Chris Jason on tilt here, by the way, in the comments. Uh, big year coming from Lawrence. Love him with Peterson. I like that they're protecting him and giving him a weapons upgrade with Kirk, Ingram, and Zay Jones. Uh, I like your. They signed Zay Jones now too. Oh, I love the weapons cabinet they're surrounding this guy with. Yeah, definitely. It's all just a bunch of mediocre. Like there's a bunch of mediocre, and Lawrence is not established as anything other than mediocre himself yet. You got to prove it. I remember he had like one good game last year, and you're like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, you're grading this guy on a sliding scale because like he's been so bad. Other than that, like I know, you know, it's he so has not been good. He came in as like the can't miss, like Peyton Manning style. He was so good. He hadn't lost a game in, you know, however many years. Like it, it I, I I was shocked. And I do think a lot of it was the Urban Meyer effect. And I do, I, I know Peterson got fired and like had hit a little bit of his stink. But I mean, he Carson was an MVP style year under him. Nick Foles obviously had some monsters. Like I do think if Peterson's the type of guy that could resurrect him, and certainly they're giving him the weapons. So, Kind of similar to Trubisky. If he sucks this year, we're going to know it's Lawrence. Like he doesn't have an insane number one type of weapon or anything like that, but these are, they're, they're going all out to give him every type of weapon you could ask for. They're giving Look, him if the you threw Lawrence in a better situation. I don't know what I would think. I, so everybody thought he was like the sure thing coming out. And I did not, I was not sold on that. Like I, I knew Peyton Manning was going to be the shit. I knew Andrew Luck would be really good uh, when he came out. There are guys that have come out where I've just been like, yeah, they're going to be. They're going to be great. And Lawrence, I wasn't complete. I I saw the talent. I saw like the potential. I thought he could be really good. But when I saw him go into Jacksonville, much less Jacksonville, even more so Jacksonville coached by just like really maybe the worst coach that's come through the NFL in like the last 40 years. (laughs) What a disgrace. Um, Yeah. I I was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I I was like, if he produces, it's going to be like, he's going to be like John Elway level good. Because, yeah. like, he's in a situation that is, like, just garbage. So right. we'll see what happens. Like you said, we'll, we'll, I think we'll know a lot pretty fast. And I'm yeah. looking forward to it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I think Peterson could do I, – I, I I'm excited for it, too. Chris says, I don't give a shit how much money they're <laughs> spending. They had the most cap space. Guess what, Chris? I don't give a shit how much money they're spending either. I don't um, care at all. I'm not, like, cringing when uh, – What's his name? Khan uh, writes a check. I don't care. No, exactly. I mean, hey, whatever. They have the money to blow and they're blowing it. So I'd rather see him spend it than sit on it. But it, yeah. I mean, I would like to see the, if they're going to just blow money in Jacksonville, I'd like to see them build like, you know, a life size marble uh, statue of Blake Bortles outside the stadium. <laughs> exactly. The true God to run through there. Right. Lord Blake. Uh, Patrick Sullivan, could you see the Steelers or Niners going for Watson from the Texans? Um, not anymore um, because it seems like the Steelers are pretty much got their guy and it seems like the saints and the Panthers are the front runners for Watson. So, yeah, I, I was shocked that the Steelers didn't go harder at him. Did and you see that like, meme where they said like, he doesn't fit with our culture. Was yeah. that real? 
That, that was very real. And it's like, come on. Yeah, that was real? That wasn't a joke? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, you you would think it was like an onion spoof, right? It wasn't. No, I, did. I, I, really just, I didn't put it out there because I didn't want everyone to be like, you idiot. That was like a satire uh, No, website. it wasn't. That was real. That came from their ownership, which is just blows my mind. After so how, this, maybe not the <laughs> most self-aware uh, ownership group. Uh, absolutely. But but you, no, you know like, you've had a rapist uh, playing quarterback for you for the last <laughs> 16 years, right? Right. Did they say, yeah. Long. I know. Uh, so no, it sounds like the Steelers are out. Um, and certainly after signing Trubisky, like not that that should stop them from going after Watson, but it probably will. Matt, the bears took Watson. I mean, uh, Trubisky over Watson. Now the Steelers make the same mistake. Uh, I don't know what, what's happening there, but I can't imagine the Niners after you know selling the farm to go move up to Trey Lance. One, they won't have the ammunition to go get Watson. And two, like, unless the the Texans loved Trey Lance and like valued him similarly as the three rep first rounders or whatever, which would be insane. insane. Yeah. Insane. So I don't see either of those. I mean, certainly both would be amazing fantasy spots if you landed in either of them, but neither seem realistic. And it sounds like all the reports, it's kind of come down now to the, the, um, who were we talking about earlier, the Panthers and um, the Saints and the Saints. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those two. Is what the uh, all the it, it, Cleveland's apparently the dark horse. They might trade Baker and a few first rounders to get him. That that would be interesting too. Okay, I, then, I, all right. Well, then we'd have to revisit the whole Cooper thing. We'll the, I would change my entire tune on Amari right. Cooper. This is my mid March take. Um, yeah. All right, let's finish this up. I got to go. Mitch Chavez. Yeah, you got to run. Through, no, you want me to wrap well, up the like, mailbag? There's like, there's like two comments left. Let's just all right. Tyree Kill's sort of money is absolutely insane. Hill was in talks for the extension. Kurt gets that yuck. Agreed. Yuck, yeah. Mitch. I know. I wonder what what Tyreek's going to get now. Holy hell. Uh, does Brady win the Super Bowl next year? Been on a rotation for about eight years now. But after he loses in the playoff, the next year he wins a Super Bowl. I mean, my money is not on him winning the Super Bowl, but he's he's certainly a factor. You got to talk about him. I mean, it's hard to ever bet on one guy. We got 32 teams or whatever, and eight to 10 legit, maybe contenders at some time or another. So it's really hard to just bet on one guy. But sure, he, he's going to be there. He'll He'll be in the mix with absolutely four, four eight teams to go you know let's see what happens with adams too like if this packer situation does start to crumble not that you know roger's gonna blow it anyways in the playoffs like he always does that little bitch but the yes, NFC just seems to be getting weaker and weaker whereas the afc is becoming like the mahomes and allen showdown now russell wilson's over there and like herbert could be on there. so yeah I, I i think brady has as good of a shot as anybody um he wouldn't be coming back if he didn't feel that way so i i'd put my money on brady if i had to pick one team to back be the bucks right now I got to think about it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Bulldog0921. Sup, gents. Sup, Bulldog. Good to see you, Bulldog. And thanks Mitch for coming says, on in, brother. And Mitch says, have a great night. Uh, thanks, Oop. Mitch. We, we keep, we yeah, keep both. Keep. Thank you, Mitch. We really appreciate you. It was great to have you back, my man. Um, yeah. Thank everybody that was tuned in with us. It seemed like there was like a solid, yeah. like, good amount that just kind of stayed with us the whole time. Love that. If you're still here and you haven't already, please consider hitting that thumbs up. Make sure you check out RoadStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed fancy wolves. I know my man CJ's eating those stock watches right now, capturing all the big news that is, uh, that's flying around. If there's big news that breaks tomorrow, my, I know, truth, you got some basketball games you got to hit uh, for Serena, but I can always get live if, uh, if needed, or we might re- rejoin on Wednesday if she doesn't have the championship, or maybe Thursday, our usual time. We'll, we'll be back again, though. There's going to be we'll more news. The way this is all going, I'm sure we'll know more about Watson in the next couple of days. And there's some big name free agents still out there to fall. Uh, so, yes, we will be sure to cover it all. But this was a big one. This is a lot of dominoes falling on this first day. So we were pumped to be able to co- cover this with you. All our write-ups will be again at RoadStreetJournal.com. I'll be publishing my updated rankings tonight with all the news that has impacted them. And again, RoadStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed you fancy wolves.
I'm, I'm the wolf. I'm the truth. In a world for the fancy sheep, be the wolf, guys. Later. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. We stole the show. At least we stole the show. Straight ahead. Devlin. Second effort. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old fashioned football right there, folks.